Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Eve Andervliet here with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, who is not buying any of this BS the media and the government is trying to peddle to us. I'm sorry. You know, he's a dog. He's a skeptical dog, uh, but he's a smart dog, and uh, he wants to flesh it out just like I do. So until I have answers, until we have answers, I'm going to keep questioning this So because it doesn't make any sense. So let's continue on the conversation with this whole um, – smartmatic dominion thing so this is from town hall and town hall leans right i like town hall they've been a respectable outlet for me i i found them to be upright and standard and they present to you information and you decide hey that's a slogan i know a network used to use do they still use that because they're not doing it anyway from townhall.com here's the headline it looks as though dominion smartmatic played a part in dhs election defense what 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 do you mean by that election defense dominion smartmatic yeah you know dominion smart Smartmatic. They both election companies. They say they don't have any connection with each other, but it looks like there's some ties there. Anyway, they both say that this is all just nonsense. We, there's no election fraud. Look, your own government is saying there's no election fraud. Really, what government? Well, here, the Department of Homeland Security, Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency. Well, that's a mouthful. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure infrastructure security agency cisa cisa well they issued a statement last week defending the integrity of the 2020 elections well there you go who are you going to believe your own lion eyes or your government <laughs> your government you're going to believe your government or we're going to make your life miserable trust the almighty government. All right, so it sounds really, 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 really serious. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency issued a statement last week defending the integrity of the 2020 election, and this is from the town hall article. The problem, however, is two of the main election software companies that have been called into question, Dominion Voting and Smartmatic, wait for it, wait for it, sit on the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency's board. Uh, and that information was never disclosed to you. So here it is. Below is a joint statement put out by the Executive Committee of the Election Infrastructure Government Coordinating Council, GCC, and the Election Infrastructure Sector Coordinating Council, SCC. God, they like these names, don't they? The November 3rd election was the most secure in American history. Right now, across the country, election officials are reviewing and double-checking the entire election process prior to finalizing the result. When states have close elections, many will recount ballots. All of the states with close results in the 2020 presidential uh, Rays have paper records of each vote, allowing the ability to go back and count each ballot if necessary. This is an added benefit for security and resilience. This process allows for the identification and correction of any mistakes or errors. There is no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or was in any way compromised. Again, from their statement, other security measures like pre-election testing state certification of voting equipment, and the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, EAC, certification of voting equipment helped to build additional confidence in the voting systems used in 2020. While we know there are many unfounded claims and opportunities for misinformation about the process of our elections, we can assure you we have the utmost confidence in the security and integrity of our elections. And you should too. When you have questions, turn to election officials as trusted voices as they administer elections. 
that was their statement as they administer elections. Okay, interesting choice of word as they administer election. So anyway, that was their statement. The two election software companies are uh, that in question are Smartmatic and Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> They're members of the GCC Sector Coordinating Council. That's right, folks. Don't trust that dial because guess what? It's corrupt. They sit on that board. <laughs> they sit on the companies. The company that I just read that statement to you from, uh, the two companies in question <laughs> sit on their, their committee. They're part of them. So you're going to tell me that they're going to come out and say that, uh, you know, yeah, maybe we did do it wrong. Maybe we are bad people. Maybe, yeah, may, you, you know what, you got a point. It is, it is bad. It is bad. But, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, trust the government, people. Uh, from the article in Town Hall, according to the Election Infrastructure Subsector Coordinating Council Charter, the goal of the group is to advance the physical security, cybersecurity, and emergency preparedness of the nation's election infrastructure in accordance with existing U.S. law. <sighs> so, anyway, you know, remember the... Um, quote I gave you yesterday from the former Soviet leader, Nik Nikita Khrushchev. Remember that? Remember that quote? Uh, he, here's, here's what his prediction was. We will take America without firing a shot. We will take America without firing a shot. We do not have to invade the U.S. We will destroy you from within. Is that where we're at? I mean, the government is telling you, don't trust your own lying eyes. Don't believe anything that you're seeing. Trust us. Oh, and by the way, those companies that you have problems with, uh, Smartmatic and uh, Dominion Voting System, well, they're, they're, they're part of the, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, part of the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency. They, they kind of are, you know, coordinating with them. So don't worry about it because, you know, it's not like they have any influence over me or us, the government. They're just, you know, they're just, they just sit on this council for election integrity. It's crazy stuff, isn't it? I mean, who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Uh, here are some of the bigger points made in the email that they sent out to uh, Dom Dominion Voting System categorically denies false assertions about vote switching and software issues with our voting system. According to a joint statement by the federal government agency that oversees U.S. election security, the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency, there is no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or was in any way compromised. The government and private sector councils that support this mission called the 2020 election the most secure in American history. Explain to me what happened in that one county where we know it's a fact in Detroit, or not Detroit, Michigan, in Michigan, Atrium County in Michigan. Explain how, how did this, oh, human error. That's right, human error. So the human error was that they didn't catch that they had to do a software upgrade. Otherwise, the vote switched candidates. And it's funny, isn't it, how it switched to Biden? It's just funny. It didn't switch to Trump. <laughs> we didn't see that anywhere. Oh, no, 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 not anywhere. So now what you're getting is media stories like this one. 
Fact check. Dominion software is not developed by engineers from Venezuela and voters are not sent to servers in Spain. Okay. You know, they may be right about that headline because it wasn't Dominion software. It was Smartmatic. Smartmatic was started by three engineers from Venezuela. So you see what they're doing here? And it says here, and votes are not sent to servers in Spain. Okay, they're not sent to servers in Spain, but we've seen reporting where they've been sent to servers in Germany. So do you see this? This is from leadstories.com, hoax alert. Fact check, Dominion software is not developed by engineers from Venezuela and votes are not sent to servers in Spain. See, they don't want people to dig into this. Because it's not just about Dominion, right? It's about Smartmatic. Smartmatic was started by three engineers from Venezuela. But there they go. And then we have this. You know, we have other election fraud to report. Two Georgia County finds 2,600 votes during recount. Elections director asked to step down. That's right. So more than 2,600 votes have been reportedly uncovered in Georgia amid its recount process that weren't previously included in the state's overall tally of ballots in the presidential election. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the ballots were uncovered in Floyd County. Gabriel Sterling, who serves as Georgia voting system manager, told the newspaper the miss was a result of, wait for it, human error, not equipment issues. The new count netted about 800 new votes for President Trump, who currently trails in Georgia by about 13,000 votes. So if it's one incidence of human error, now it's two incidents of human error. How much human error is out there? And how do we uncover all this human error, quote unquote? I mean, doesn't make sense. We have every right as Americans to question this. We should not just acquiesce and listen to government officials and believe what government officials. If we had not asked questions, if that one clerk in Michigan had not asked, hey, how can this one county that was red, so red last time, be blue? You know what? You'd never hear about that switch in Atrium County. If that one American, and dare I say patriotic American, but at least we could say concerned American, had not asked that question in Atrium County because you know what the media wants you to believe? The media wants you to believe that they found it early on. No, they didn't. Go read the story in the Detroit Press. It was sent up to the Secretary of State's office and somebody there questioned it. It wasn't found. It wasn't found during canvassing either. And here's a story from Gateway Pundit. And again, I know people dismiss Gateway Pundit. I know. But, you know, um, yeah, they, they actually, at least they're out there. We're not getting this from our own national media, our mainstream media. They're not reporting crap. But from Gateway Pundit, since Election Day, over 100 of 243 Dominion employees on LinkedIn have deleted their profile. And he goes on and he shows them in here. Now, why are they doing that? See, this is where the mainstream media needs to get involved here. Flush it out. If, if it's not true, then it's not true. Or if there's a reason that it could be, it's happening, it doesn't mean anything other than, yeah, they just maybe switch jobs. But why won't they suss it out? Instead, uh, old Sean over there at Fox News, he wants to just shut you down. You should believe your government officials. The DHS says this is clean. Huh. Isn't that Trump's? Well, wait a minute. It wasn't a high-level DHS person. And then Dominion Software, they told you, they told you in their own press release, this is clean. This is accurate. But wait a minute, aren't they the company that gets paid to do this? I'm supposed to just believe them? When I have these questions of all this other fraud going on out there, and that's the key to all this. There's, there's going to be more, uh, but 
you know, right now I have serious doubts about this election, as, I'm, as do a lot of people. And the reason that there are serious doubts are because of all this crap. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that it's raining while you're pissing on my leg, I'm going to question that. And that's exactly what they're doing to us right now. I want to wait for what Sidney Powell has. Uh, she says that get ready, that we're getting ready to overturn election results in multiple states. This is what Sidney Powell has said. And this is from the Epoch Times. Trump lawyer Sidney Powell, we're getting ready to overturn election results in multiple states. Former federal prosecutor Sidney Powell, a Trump campaign lawyer, suggest, lawyer, suggested on Sunday on a Sunday interview that the president's legal team is receiving a deluge of evidence concerning voter fraud and irregularities. We're getting ready to overturn election results in multiple states, Powell said on Fox Business, adding that she has enough evidence of election fraud to launch a widespread criminal investigation. She goes, I don't make comments without having the evidence to back it up. Powell claimed that election software switched millions of votes from President Donald Trump to Democrat President nominee Joe Biden. Powell is notably the counsel for former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, engineering a stunning comeback with the Department of Justice moving to drop charges. Now, if you don't remember the Michael Flynn case, is they were trying to drum him up on the Logan Act. And the Logan Act is that when Michael Flynn was brought in on Trump's administration, he spoke with some foreign uh, uh, nationals or foreign countries personnel with before the election was final, which was a violation of the Logan Act, which has never been prosecuted. Nobody's ever been prosecuted under the Logan's Act. And what does Joe Biden do now? What have we already heard stories in the news media now that Joe Biden is reaching out and talking to foreign leaders? Again, that's a violation of the Logan Act, but the media don't care. The media is like, trust your government because they believe Biden is the government. This is some fascinating stuff. I mean, if you like politics, man, this is like the, the year of all years. So, and here's another article. Why Pennsylvania doesn't add up? There's too many questions. Uh, and this is from the American Spectator. Uh, Mail-in ballots take on a life of their own. Clarks Mill, Pennsylvania. Driving through this rural area late Thursday morning, nine days after Election Day, it's clear the extraordinary enthusiasm for Donald Trump has not waned. Trump 2020, no more bulls, blank, remains a popular sign, as does drain the swamp, as does placards protesting Governor Tom Wolf and Pennsylvania Democrats. Fire the lockdown liberals. Trump flags fly alongside the American flag in front yards. As usual, there's not a Biden-Harris sign for miles as folks in these parts, and they'll tell you that Donald Trump Trump couldn't have possibly lost Pennsylvania. Uh, there's no way, says Marty, a 55-year-old president of a manufacturing company down the road off Route 79. And it goes on and on and on. It's all these people are saying there's no way. But here's the detail. The morning of the election, Donald Trump trailed Joe Biden in the real clear politics national average by seven points. The actual difference, as this was written, was 3.4%. Trump outperformed by 3.6%. Everyone in Pennsylvania figured Trump would achieve at least a 5% overperformance in Pennsylvania polls, especially given Trump's relentless campaigning in Pennsylvania's popularity, et cetera, et cetera. And how did Trump ultimately do in Pennsylvania? He's currently losing to Biden by 0 0.8, 49.849. And 
you know, it goes on in 2016, Hillary Clinton was favored to win Pennsylvania. Real clear politics averaged by 1.9%. Trump overperformed that easily by 2.6%. And somehow in 2020, even with Biden's statements on fracking, Trump is allegedly underperforming by 2%. As for vote total margins, Trump beat Hillary in Pennsylvania by 44,000 votes, but is losing to, losing to Biden by 55,000? Does this make sense to people around here? No, nor for a lot of pundits around the country. It's why many are suspicious. Absolutely. And in the article, there is very common sentiment among Trump supporters there, meaning Pennsylvania. The night of election, I marveled to a Trump supporter in Montgomery County that the Donald was trouncing sleepily Joe, sleepy Joe by over a million votes or 58 to 41%, a seemingly insurmountable margin for Biden. The Trump supporters sighed. He may need even more than that to overcome the Philadelphia machine. Trump may need another 300,000. <sighs> That's where we're at. Uh, down in the article, Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton by 2% in Erie in 2016. He received 57,168 votes uh, in 2020. He's losing to Biden in Erie by 1%. The Democrats, Hillary, got 54,120 votes in Erie County in 2016. In 2020, the Democrats, Biden, got 68,336 votes in Erie. Um, look at the increase for Democrats from 16 to 20, almost 30%. You know, that's staggering for a county adored with Trump signs, as the article reads. And, you know, I'm going to put this article in my show notes. But it doesn't make sense. And that's just one area. I mean, we've seen stuff like that throughout the country. None of this makes sense. Again, don't tell me it's raining while you're pissing on my leg. I'm going to get kind of kind of upset. And then we have uh, uh, James O'Keefe of uh, Project Veritas had somebody on the, uh, who is a uh, an observer in Georgia, the watching them count the votes and what he he said and he went on tape with um james o'keefe on this that he would witness people calling out votes for biden when they had votes for trump in their hand and he would walk around the room and they would kept trying to disrupt him and what he was doing trying to do this now that's all anecdotal it doesn't mean anything so uh, you know so we got dominion who's a member of the council that disputed election integrity concerns in the DHS statement. They're a member. The DHS came out and said, this is the most secure election ever. And we got Dominion, who's one of the questionable, the one, one of the voting entities in question, who's a member of that council that disputed that. Yeah, trust your government. That's what Sean wants you to believe of Fox News. Eric Sean wants you to think, the government, yeah, they know what they're doing. Trust your government, they want you to do. And it's getting to the point where, how can I trust this government? Look at what they did for four years to Donald Trump. I mean, look at, look at what the Democrats, look what the left has been putting this country through for four years. And you're going to tell me that it's not possible for them to try to pull something this off? Nancy Pelosi said, prior to the election, prior to the first vote, that Donald Trump will not be president after November 3rd. Did she know ahead of time? Was she in on it? I don't know. Joe Biden famously said, and I played this in a clip yesterday on the show, that uh, I'm not, it's, it, you don't have to help me get elected. You got to help me after I'm elected. What politician says that? 
And he also famously said that we're putting together the largest fraud organization in the history of politics. I'm paraphrasing, but that was played that on the show too. This is what we're dealing with. He, he campaigned from his basement. He never came out except for very rare occurrences. And when he did come out, 20, 30 people show up. More people showed up to support Trump at a Biden rally than they did for Biden at a Biden rally. Trump got thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, tens of thousands each rally. And I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to believe that Biden got 75 million votes. And uh, I'm supposed to believe that he surged Tuesday night in the middle of the night. And I'm supposed to believe I mean, it's too much to believe. Um, I was watching something today uh, earlier, a clip. I don't know if I have it of uh, the Trump rally in Washington. And they had on uh, a guy who led the rally and it was a, um, a UK reporter. And the guy said something and I'm trying to find it as I, I talk here. Uh, it was pretty, the guy who from the Trump rally basically said that we stopped taking advice from your country in 1776 in the United Kingdom, which is a, which is a nice line, but the, the moderator or the, the, um, the, the pundit, the news guy was saying, how could he basically asked the guy in 2016 when it was announced that Trump was elected, did you um, contest that? Did you accept those results right after the fact, or did you wait like you're doing now, like you want us to do? That was kind of the gist of the guy's question. And um, the guy did, okay, did the guy get okay, but he missed a very major point. So let me back this up because I think I tripped over myself a little bit because I'm trying to find the clip and I can't find it. Anyway, the guy, the, the, the news reporter asked this guy who led the Trump rally in Washington, D.C., uh, these last day or so, I forget what it was, that how come you accepted, and I'm paraphrasing all this, how come you accepted the Trump win in 2016, but you're not accepting the Biden win in 2020? And the guy said, you know, we stopped taking advice from your country in 1776, which is a great line. He said it twice, so he obviously wanted that line to get out there. And then the guy, the, inter, the news guy asked the same question twice, too, and I don't think the the MAGA rally guy answered it well enough because here's the real reason why. And I've mentioned this before. So the question from the news reporter, I want to answer it. The question was, how come you accepted Trump's win in 2016, but you're not accepting Biden's win in 2020? And there's one crucial element here that's lost on a lot of people. And that crucial detail, that crucial element, that crucial factor is in 2016, Hillary Clinton conceded the election, I believe the day after. She didn't come out the night of when it was called. She was too, you know, drinking a couple of bottles of Chardonnay, I'm sure, but she conceded. She conceded the election. And once they concede the election, it's over. I mean, they can always they can pull it back, but in but numbers would have to come through. So Hillary Clinton concedes the election. The next thing you know, Trump can legitimately say, and the media can legitimately say, he's president elect. Now, what the MAGA rally guy was saying is he's not doing it because none of these have been certified. So the reporter was saying, but you didn't do that last time. And he's right. But that's because Hillary Clinton conceded the election. If Donald Trump today conceded the election, we'd, have it, we'd be having a different conversation. Everything would be different. But Donald Trump has not conceded the election because these irregularities are too 
glaring to ignore. And, you know, like I said on a previous show, this is arguably the most powerful position in the world. It is the most powerful position in the United States. You're damn right you're going to flesh out every irregularity you can. If this is true, what Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani have presented, it's game changer. So, uh, so the answer to the question is because Hillary conceded. And the reporter would have came back and said, but so if Donald Trump conceded, you'd accept these results. So could it be just because that he, or that he's not conceding this election to, to continue it on just for the sake of his own purposes? And the answer would be, hey, he's just taken Hillary Clinton's advice. She's the one said, never concede. That was her advice to Joe Biden, never concede. So what happens if this is all turned over? What happens if what Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani have changes everything and turns over the elections? I go back to 2016. This is from 538. And if you're familiar with 538, they're a very far left wing organization. Uh, I think it's Nate Silver who runs this and he's this leftist uh, pollster who gets things wrong so much that it's amazing that he still is paid to run polls. But his headline, uh, July 6, 2017, what happens if the election was a fraud? The Constitution doesn't say. Now, I'm going to mention... I'm going to read a little bit of his article, and then I'm going to answer the question because he's, he's a moron. He doesn't get it. For all the headlines about Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, no hard evidence has come to light, at least publicly, showing that President Trump or his team were involved. Well, now we know they weren't. Anyway, that's not from the article. Uh, from the article. But suppose that such evidence did come to light. What would happen if it became clear that Trump or his advisors colluded with the Russians? This isn't the only type of wrongdoing the investigation could uncover, but it's among the most serious because it would cast doubt on the legitimacy of the 2016 results. So is there a process for dealing with a finding that is, in a sense, invalidates the election? When it comes to presidential elections, the answer is not really. The laws and processes around national elections have grown up in a piecemeal fashion over time, with state and local laws governing the administration of presidential elections, and the Constitution itself focuses more on ensuring stability than in administering, than administering elections. As a result, there aren't clear procedures for how to handle questions of legitimacy after the fact especially when those questions evolve the presidency. So, you know, he's right in that respect in the 2016 election. In the 2016 election, they tried to undermine this president by saying it's a Russian hoax. He colluded with the Russians. If anything was, and this was mentioned in 2016 all the time, if, if it found out that he was colluding, what, what? so what? What are they going to do? They couldn't do anything. And, but that wasn't the point of, the Russian hoax first came out because they wanted to delegitimize President Trump, or Donald Trump candidate before the election ended. The whole idea of the Russia hoax was to taint Donald Trump's election or his campaign for the presidency of the United States. Because remember, that came out before. So I, I, I brought this up because what happens now? Here we are. Votes are in. What happens if what is found, what Powell and Giuliani are saying is found out to be true? Uh, this will go to the courts. And 
that's where we solve these problems in our country, in the United States of America. What will happen is this is going to go to the Supreme Court. City Powell has said this is most likely going to go to the Supreme Court. And then what the Supreme Court will decide, they won't decide the election. That's not how it works. Contrary to what the left wants you to believe, the Supreme Court does not decide elections. What the Supreme Court decides is process. And again, even in Nate Silver's piece back in 2017, it talks about it. The Constitution itself focuses more on ensuring stability than, than on administering elections. So what you, that means and what, how that can be defined is the Constitution is process. So if a process is broken, well, you have to correct the process. I go back to the 2020 or the 2000 election. Bush v. Gore. Gore wanted to count in select counties. He didn't want to count the entire state of Florida. He wanted to count only select counties. The Supreme Court says, nope, that's unconstitutional. If you want to count here, you've got to count everywhere. I mean, you've got to count the whole state. Gore knew that they wouldn't win. They said, okay, never mind. We give up. And those counts never happened. Subsequently, media outlets did the counts after the fact, and all of them had Bush winning anyway. So what'll happen is these states, whatever evidence that Powell has, if it's one state, two state, three state, four, I just wanted to kind of do a little nursery rhyme like that. If, if whatever they have, those states will go to, the, you know, the, a lawsuit will be filed. It'll start at the lower court and then it'll go to the Supreme Court. And that's what's going to happen. I uh, don't know what she has. Uh, I can only hope and pray that what she has will be enough to turn over these elections. But remember this, as I record this right now, no state has certified the results. So if this evidence is presented early on and it changes the state right now and they certified based on new evidence, then that's where we'll be. This is a tall order. I've mentioned that before. Now, I'm a partisan absolutely a partisan. I do not want a Biden presidency. I want a Trump presidency. I, I do not want to see the Democrats in power, but I do also know that he'll be a lamed up president. In fact, I'll end this show today, this segment of the show, on an article that I've been holding for a couple of days from PJ Media. And uh, this was released November 5th, 2020. And it's the, the, the title is, it explains it perfectly. <laughs> 10 reasons why it could be awesome for conservatives if Biden wins. Uh, well, number one, the courts and the Senate defend against the worst. That's right, they won't get the courts. I don't believe they're gonna get the Senate. It's just that they could try their, their election fraud here in Georgia for the Senate, but all eyes will be on them. It's gonna be hard to do. I mean, when eyes are turned the other way, it's easy to cheat, right? We all know that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that they're gonna have a hard time cheating in this election in the state of Georgia for two Senate seats at the same time. So number one, the courts and the Senate defend against the worst. That's right. They, that's their block. Boom. Biden does not have a mandate. Not one iota. Zero. Nilch. He's got less than a mandate. He has, he's like a lame duck right from the start if he is uh, uh, certified as president of the United States. Number two, rest in peace, the media. Man, are we not seeing that with Fox News? I've been holding on to this story for a couple of days, and Fox News has even gone deeper into the hole. So, yes, they're absolutely right. Rest in peace, the media. They've lost all credibility. Number three, a fully unleashed President Trump. And I've been saying this for a while, too. And he's got until November or uh, January 20th. 
he'll be president. And we're, he's not backing down now. <laughs> we're going to see that now. So a fully unleashed. And by the way, he just announced that he's going to uh, toughen up on China in the meantime, too. Number four, the spectacle of a Biden inauguration. The hilarious spectacle of Joe Biden reciting the birthday song as he's sworn in with a poop stain on his pants. <laughs> you know, I, I hate to say it, and it's just kind of, I mean, the man is cognitively declining. He's going to be sliding even more, and we're going to see it. Uh, we, we didn't see it in the election because he hid in his basement the whole time. Number five, paging President Harris. Uh, the hideous spectacle of the wicked witches of the house moving Biden from office, removing Biden from office, and installing the trench harpy from California. <laughs> it's going to happen. If Biden's certified as president of the United States of America, I predict in about two years, maybe a little less than two years, uh, they'll probably wait till after the 2022 election, Harris will be the president of the United States of America, because Biden will either have died in office, morbid as it sounds, or ha will have stepped away for health reasons, and it'll be stepped away for health reasons. Uh, hell, you know, if he gets so senile and he says, I'm not going anywhere, they'll just use the 25th Amendment on him and remove him from office. But if uh, Biden is certified as president of the United States, guarantee Harris will be president. We'll have our first black female president and an and, and Indian president, too. And that'll be about it. And then she'll be soundly defeated in 2024 because she's a horrible candidate. Number six, my favorite one, beneficial to me, four years of pointing and laughing. Winning elections isn't the hard part. Governing is the hardest part. And the Democrat Party is split up into two groups of people, moderates and far left whack jobs who are not going to stop trying to take over the party entirely and implement their crazy ideas. That's right. Absolutely. If Biden is certified, it's going to be a barrel of monkeys every day in our government. And yes, it will benefit right-wing media. Absolutely. Remember, the most successful radio, AM radio host in the history of radio came about from a Clinton presidency. Rush Limbaugh's Raised a f didn't really blow up until Clinton won and the Democrat was in office. Because a lot of people, a lot of leftists think, well, if Biden wins, you won't have anything to talk about. Are you kidding? I'll have four years of pointing and laughing. It'll be awesome. Number seven, Dems miscalculated comma loss appeal. Democrat voters realizing why Harris never even mustered 4% Democrat support while she was running in the primaries. And they're true. And it will... It'll be a bloodbath in 2024 if Biden is certified as president. It'll be a bloodbath. Uh, number eight, retaking the House in 2022. Absolutely. Looks like we're going to be about 10 seats away, 10 to 12 seats away. Number nine, Palm Beach Trump. Palm Beach Trump still tweets. That's right. <laughs> you know Trump won't stop talking and tweeting. It's going to be glorious. And number 10, Trump TV, baby. Drudge has abandoned us. Fox News has abandoned us. It's time for Trump media empire that will wipe out Fox News as being the place conservatives go. And there you have it. Ten reasons why a Biden presidency will be awesome for conservatives. Anyway, thank you for listening to this segment of the PBL podcast. Hope you had fun. I had fun today. I am heading to Florida, so we'll be doing a remote podcasts in the coming days while I'm down in beautiful Florida with my lovely wife. Uh, she's going there for work. I'm going there just to drive the car for her. Anyway, thanks for again for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please visit our website, pblpodcast.com. In my show notes, I'm going to have a link to some PBL merch. You know you want a t-shirt with 
with PBL on it. You know, you do a coffee mug. You know, the coffee mug, I have a coffee mug on there with the saying, um, it's, life is not the matrix, it's an algorithm. You know you want that. So just give in, give in and buy the coffee mug, buy the stickers, buy the t-shirt and a hoodie. You know, winter is here. And for that dark winter, you wanna be prepared with a PBL pullover hoodie. <laughs> anyway, again, thanks. I'll talk to everyone soon. Bye -bye.